I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, welcome back to the show. Today, we're speaking with a practice owner, and I am going to ask him if he has seller's remorse. This is a look back five plus years since this practice owner has sold his PT practice. And he was on the show before. If you didn't catch that episode, this is with Mike Gorman. And he sold seven locations, St. Louis Physical Therapy. He sold those seven locations to Select Medical. He is now outside of the the non-compete or the uh, timeline of speaking about this. So the first time he was on the show, he was confined a little bit uh, as to maybe his comfortability of what he was able to say. We're going to get into all of that. I want to ask him, does he miss it? Was it a mistake? Was it the right time to take the money off the table, to take the chips off the table? Were there any regrets or was it a great decision or maybe maybe too early to tell? Who knows? Mike Gorman, welcome back on the show. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And now, Mike, you are a... So you're still a physical therapist. You're the owner of iMove PT and you have franchises popping up all over the place. We're going to get into all of that. So right off the bat, you sold seven locations, outpatient practices to select medical seller's remorse there. Do you regret it? Was it the right decision? Was it too early? Like, could you have held longer and gotten a lot more money and a lot more value captured? What do you think? You know, for us, I think it was absolutely the the right time. You know, I'd been in business for 15 years. You know, I know there's many areas throughout the U.S. where reimbursement is poor. I know uh, where you are, Dave, up in New York, I know for those that do take insurance, it's poor. I would say St. Louis. That's why we're at a network and we charge out of pocket. But go ahead. ahead. (laughs) I know. I get that. You know, (laughs) and so and I would definitely say St. Louis is in one of the lower tiers of reimbursement. And, you know, it's kind of funny when you open a practice, you're just happy to treat any patient you can. And when you first open a practice, you think about the insurance and you know it's low, but you're like, I don't care. Well, that only lasts for so long because then you start doing some of the math and you start understanding, wow, I can't believe I signed that contract. So for us, it was the right time because I have for about seven years, I had lobbied down our state capital to try to get equal paid, regardless of the type of setting you worked in from a physical therapy standpoint. I called all our insurance companies that we were contracted with every six months. And I think that for me, I'll never forget this. This is probably around 2015. And this is when I finally said, I don't know. I think it's just time. I was talking with uh, our insurance rep from Blue Cross Blue Shield, our contracting rep. And I'll never forget what what she told me, Dave. And this thing that probably just led me to, I just knew I didn't, didn't have a chance anymore. She told me, she goes, you know, Mike, she goes, I like you private practice guys. You you guys are cheap, meaning that we were paid much lower than hospital reimbursement, hospital providers. At that point in time, Dave, I think it has opened my eyes and I just pretty much said it really is as it is. If you're going to 
go at this 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 insurance game. I know there's a few cities in the U.S. where they still get paid fairly, but most I'm going to tell you it's crazy because the insurance companies look at us as a commodity and we let ourselves do that. And so I was just done. I was done. I was done with trying to fight that fight because I was going nowhere. And after five, six, seven years, I finally understood that. So for us, it was the absolute right time. I did think about changing our practice model to going out of network or combo or something like that. In fact, we did see people on network because I had a separate company during that same time, Dave, and we did see some out of network, but I had too much staff. I had too much staff. I had too big a clinics that, because when you, if I were to make a change like that, um, we obviously our referrals would have dropped because, you know, some people will pay out of network and self pay and some won't. And I just didn't think that we could make that change. So for us, it was smart. Just to catch everyone up, what was the year or the approximate date of when you exited the seven locations? Yeah, we sold in October 2017. Got it. And then what was the time frame between that and when you started iMove PT? So I sold to Select. And here in St. Louis, Select uh, was a, a joint venture with a hospital group. And I really don't regret that period of time. I think they have some very nice, great people working for them. It's just, it's very hard when you are an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur for so long, it was in your blood to go work from what I was. We had seven clinics and we were, we were just, you know, we were a very tight knit group to being in St. Louis. I think that select uh, owns 75 or 80 clinics. And it was just a much different feel again, not bad, but for me, it was just time for me to do something else. And I had just lost a lot of passion for what I was doing. So I knew I had many more years to work and I'm very thankful for select buying our practice. But for me, it was just time to do something else. So in, I left select in March of 2020. So about two and a half years after I was bought out. Did they make you stay on for X amount of time? Like, did they have some earnout component or did they say with your, with the purchase that you had to stay for 12 or 24 months or was that under your own volition? So we did not. Well, I guess we did. We did have an earnout, if you will. The way our deal was structured was the large majority of the money at, at close and then some at year one and some after the end of year one, then after the end of year two. I don't know if I would have left before two years. I'm not sure what, what that meant. But honestly, when well, I, when well, I sold it was... Because some, some practice owners just want to get out. So you were yeah. not in that. You were not in that. You, were, no. you still wanted to stay. Yeah. I mean, again, I think very highly of Select. And I think that for a corporation, a large corporation, they do a very good job. I'm just not that person that really fits in that mold, right or wrong. It's just not. I'm just not that person. And I think they do a they do a great job, at least here in the, this market. I don't know about any other market, but for me, it just didn't. It just I needed something else, and so. But I know I didn't have to stay on. I actually, when I sold, I became what was called a market manager for Select. So I was over about ten clinics and treating about twenty hours a week. And so after doing that for about two years, I decided for me I needed to step down from that role because it was pretty overwhelming for me. Only saying for me, for other people, I'm sure it's. Just fine. But for me, it was not what I really wanted. And then, um, so I did, I was a staff therapist for about two months. 
And then I left. And that was, you know, that was around when COVID was starting. It wasn't because of COVID that I left by any means. It was just time. And I didn't, I had, did not, not have anything to fall back on. I had no job. I just knew that I had to do something else. Got it. You mentioned you got paid most of the money at the close. So do you recall, was that of the total purchase price, then you got some money at year one and some money at year two. Was that like 70 or 80% of the total purchase price at the closing date? I think so. I think we were probably at close. It was probably maybe 80% or 75% and then split out the other two months. Now I had... I had two partners as well. Um, I owned four outright, and then I had partners in the other three clinics. So, and that was also part of it. It's very hard for the, those of you that have partners uh, in your practice. I admire you. It's for me, it was very, very hard, especially because it was tough for us because I started St. Louis Physical Therapy. I had four clinics all, all my own, and then I had a partner, one partner in two clinics, and one partner in one. And when you're trying to do something to better the whole group, but the one partner doesn't have the whole group, she just has two, I get it. It's it's tough. So I had somebody last week ask me, do I think it's good to take a business partner on? And I would say only if there's a very specific reason that you need that other person. If you're just apprehensive or, I don't know, you think you need somebody, I don't think that's a very good, good reason. They would have to have a much different skill set than you and a skill set that's vital to to your your practice. It's just too hard. When you went to sell in 2017 and then leading up to that, was that decision, did you get some pushback from your partners or was there 100% consensus or it was your decision at the end of the day because you were like majority owner or how did that all go? I think they also knew that things from a reimbursement standpoint were only going to get worse. The one partner I had that was in two clinics, she was older. So I think for her, it was a great thing. And the other guy that was my partner in one clinic, he had only had his clinic for two years. By the same point in time, he understood. And he had a lot of trust in the things I was saying. And, you know, I think he could have kept going. But same point in time, it's, um, uh, it's, and it's funny because he actually left Select shortly after I did. And he has his own mobile practice. And so it's... It's just hard, you know, Dave, as you you know, because you've talked to so many people that I think it is a special person that does well in a corporate type of environment. I think it's a special person that does well in a private practice, but I think they're two separate people. Especially if you're running a practice, private practice for so long, you're calling the shots, you're, you're making all the decisions, you have a lot of say in everything, and then you get you know, brought into this corporate, this organization, and they're going to have, you know, the say of oh, of big decisions and things like that. Yeah, it was harder, I think, to, um, I don't know, I also, you know, when you have your own practice, you hire your, your own staff, sometimes you have to fire your own staff. But when I was acquired, you know, I had seven clinics, but I think I only kept three of those that were in my area, in my region, if you will. And so there were seven clinics that I inherited or five or something like that. And, you know, some of those people were great. And some of those people were people I wouldn't not have hired. And so I had to kind of exist with that. But, you know, again, overall, it was a very good experience, but I do not regret selling at that at that point in time. Um, Probably the hardest thing was there was two or three employees that were very near and dear to me that they were not kept just because 
select didn't really have a role for them. And I understand that, but that, that was really hard. You know, you, you get to be very close to your staff as time goes on. And they, these were very loyal people, but unfortunately there's just not a role for them in, in a bigger what, what were, corporation. What were their job functions? One was she did a lot of the billing for me. And so there was not, but, not, and they already have centralized billing. So mm-hmm. those and, roles become redundant. Yeah. And the other, the other girl was, she had been with me forever and she was my office manager. She was kind of over all of billing and, you know, to be truthful, select, selected, offer them both jobs, but it wasn't going to be the same role or the same pay. They did everything they could to try to make them as good as offers they could. But, you know, I mean, one person can mean a lot more to a smaller company than one person can mean to a large corporation. And so that was really hard. I did, though. I, I'm very happy. I was able to get really two people I'm thinking of. I was able to get them both jobs post-sale with other people that I knew, kind of pointing them in that direction. So nice. at least That's I awesome. was able. Yeah. Yeah. What a minch. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I know you right, know so, what that means. I bet you not all your audience knows what, what that is. A really great guy. does a great deed. As a mensch, yeah. Here in Brooklyn, I didn't know that growing up in New Jersey, but here in Brooklyn, it's used a lot. <laughs> All right. So so the, the seven locations, are they still right now named St. Louis Physical Therapy? And and the so it's changed to select medical. Yeah, it's and actually in St. Louis, I can say this, but in St. Louis Select Medical, quite a while ago did a joint venture with a hospital called SSM. So there are SSM health physical therapy clinics. And again, there's 80 of them here. And so, no, immediately our name was changed. And immediately, uh, like how I quick? Mean, probably the signs changed probably with, within a month, I would bet. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think, guess when you you're know, as big as select, you could do that. It's fine. Well, I think, you know, they've acquired so many, so many clinics. I mean, in St. Louis, yeah. select has acquired a lot of the private practice clinics, not all, but a lot of them. So I think they get kind of they have a way of doing things and it works, works pretty well. But no, it was, it was changed pretty quickly. You know, I don't blame them at all. If I was to buy someone else out, I would probably do the exact same thing. Have you driven by any of the seven locations now that the signs say select medical? Have oh, you driven yeah. by them at all? Yeah. Take and- me, take me back to one of the first ones that you recall driving by one of your seven locations and seeing select medicals branding and name on the signage or the door. Take me back to that, Mike, and tell me, seriously, how did you feel? Did you have any emotional response? Did, you know, Um, anything? Do you recall anything? I think at first it was tough. I think the first maybe month, you know, when I'd be out and about and I would drive by our clinic with, you know, the ones that were mine that I was still over or just when I was out and about in St. Louis and seeing the other ones, I think it was hard, but I think, you know, Dave, everything, everything kind of has its, I'm not going to say it's place in our life, but everything is there at the right time. And I think everything, I always think that everything happens as it should. We don't always understand why something happens, but it always, things always happen as they absolutely should. And I think it was just absolutely time for us in this, this market. I, I just, I couldn't go through all the, the rebranding and changing of a practice that was a typical, we were a typical outpatient ortho practice and we would see one every half hour and I was not going to 
see three an hour, and that's what we probably would have had to do in order to make it financially work. You know, if we had stayed stayed a private practice, but yeah, it was it was tough at first. Yeah, but I will say that I had a great boss here, and I will still refer patients to them that I feel appropriate, and I still. If I know of someone in private practice in St. Louis that is, you know, maybe wanting to get out, I refer them to my my former boss. So I think it probably ended as well as it could. All right. Great. So you sold in 2017. And I don't think you, I'm not sure if you mentioned it earlier, but when you started iMove PT, was that a couple of years after you took some years off? Mm, what, what, what did you do no. in between? Well, when I left. Wait, I'm sorry. I, so you you sold in 2017. You stayed with Select ownership until you said 2020 until march of 2020 and that's when then COVID started and then you were out (laughs) then it started and i tried to do telehealth so i left i left select kind of towards the end of i think towards the end of march 2020 and that's when everyone would be glued in front of the the tv and cnn and seeing the the numbers of deaths go up yeah that's right during that time so I didn't know what I was going to do, but obviously at that point in time, that's when telehealth became huge because no one knew what was going to happen. And I actually tried, I tried to do telehealth practice. In fact, the legal name of iMove PT is iMove TelePT LLC because we started as a telehealth practice. And I quickly found out that telehealth, again, I admire those people that that do it, but it's, it's a tough way if that's your sole practice. I don't know how people that do have that as a sole practice do it. I know there's probably a couple out there, but it wasn't really something that I could do as sole practice. So tried it for about two months, six weeks. I did the the whole PT compact thing where I got licensed in all these states because you had, you know, if you're going to treat a patient, I'm in I'm in Missouri. If I'm going to treat a patient in Texas, I have to have a license in Texas if I'm doing telehealth. And I really spent a lot of time, but it just didn't work. It was, so anyway, in March and May of 2020, my wife, who's brilliant, said, why don't you start a mobile practice where you treat people in their home and kind of like outpatient in the home? And I could do that because it didn't violate my, my non-compete. And I, cause I had another two and a half years to go on my, my non-compete and I was not going to violate that. So I, I essentially did home care and, you know, using my outpatient skills to treat people in their home, their office, their playing field, wherever. And it was, it's been good. I mean, I built a, built a team here and um, it's been a neat model. It really is a neat model. It's uh, my, for the first time in my life, I could treat people as I really, I could treat people without feeling rushed. Yeah. 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 So in in May of 2020, you started doing home visits. Yeah. Like June. Yeah. And that was through your own, shingle, right? That was not through another company. Mm, correct. Yeah. I just started it and formed the LLC and just started it. And it so just, like, I think we pretty much covered the, the no seller's remorse. You got out at the right time. Mm-hmm. You took the money off the table. It was mm-hmm. also a couple years before COVID. So before valuations were changed, before the our profession, you know, the world was changed. Right. So now May of 2020, where did those patients come from? Was this word of mouth because you had a reputation like where did those new what did you do for marketing what was may and june and july like where did those new patients come from do you recall yeah so some of them so my my wife works in home care she's a geriatric care manager she's got her own company so 
she definitely, there was some clients of hers that she referred to me because they needed outpatient therapy, but they weren't going to go into a clinic. And so, so Sharon did refer a few people to me. And then, as you know, David, so much of it's word of mouth and those people had great experiences and then they told friends and family and then so forth and so on. It just started growing. And because again, I was under a non-compete, so I could not go into the, all the offices I used to know. I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to violate it. And, you know, there were some offices I could go into that I'd never been in before that weren't violating that non-compete. But, you know, plus, you know, I don't say I've been in St. Louis for a long time. I'm an old guy, as you can tell by all that gray hair. I'm jealous of your nice, slick back, (laughs) slick back, black hair, brown hair. I love it. Um, Jealous. That's okay. I have hair. So that's, that's the most important thing. But, um, no, I think it's, I don't know. And then I would just, you know, I tried to do a lot of blogs during that time and put some social media out. I think it was just really a combination of things. But it's, as you know, from, you know, because you've got a, a mobile practice as well, it's people love it. I mean, it's, where why? else can you, why? where else can you go and get one-on-one care like that? They don't have to leave at their, their home. It's so, so convenient. And if you, um, if you're creative, you can have tremendous treatments. Right. I agree with you. So I guess you had to do something like, why not, you know, so you owned the majority of the partnership. Mm-hmm. You probably got a pretty decent payday, but then you spent the next two years, two and a half, whatever, from 2017 to 2020. Then you left Select Medical. You tried some telehealth with them, obviously, for any clinician, for any therapist, like, you know, trying to do physical therapy over telehealth is is challenging, especially when we're used to being hands-on. And then you start this in May. So you still had the fire. You still had the the passion for treating and for, for being active, as opposed to going to the islands and, and kicking your feet up <laughs> on a beach somewhere or something like that. And maybe maybe did that a little bit, but that wasn't going to be your, your full-time thing. Oh, Dave, I have a daughter who is starting college in a year and a son who's entering high school. I, I can't afford that yet, Dave. Soon, hopefully, but not anytime soon. (laughs) Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N. C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com, or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.